0: Hello and welcome to this week's Sports Guards podcast. I'm Denise O'Flaherty. Joining me this evening are our regular pundits Adrian O'Sullivan and Carol O'Leary. Welcome guys. Hey Dio, thanks. Not too bad. And this year as part of our podcast we are going to have a Player of the Week award and the winner will receive a voucher from our sponsors in our health clinic. So we'll talk about that later on. The Liberty Insurance Championship is back and we had our very first live streaming of the Championship yesterday with the meeting of Galway and Kilkenny in Athenry. Sully, two teams who have their eyes set on wrestling the O'Duffy Cup from Cork. Kilkenny came away with the points, winning 113 to 14 points. Miriam Walsh's goal proving to be the difference between the two sides.
1: Yeah, um, only caught the last 20, this you now because we did a game ourselves yesterday, but it looked to be like a very stop-stack game. Um, I know chatting to a few Galway players after they felt a little bit flat we talked it on the podcast mm. before um, that they had no provincial games and I suppose they had a long period of inactivity between the league final yeah. and the game yesterday and look it can happen um, I suppose Kilkini would have felt uh, that they had more of a point to prove as well having lost to Galway in the league final. Um and I suppose facing the the chance of seeing them again later on in the championship they wouldn't have liked to have lost them for a second time in a row Um Look, I spoke to Kyle Murray after the game. He said, without question, Kikini were the better team and deserved a win. Um, and that they're, I suppose, focusing on getting their, getting their uh, assaults back on track next Saturday. Uh, I suppose the key thing for me, I suppose, was Denise Gall looks to be back to her old best. Um, chipped in with a few key scores there in the second half and landed a monster free near the end there. Um, and I think uh, she's a huge asset to continue to have back on form anyway.
0: In the other game Carol Offaly and Limerick Limerick had a good win there and their dual star a bit like yourself was lots of them down in Munster uh, Rebecca Zalee scored uh, the two goals in the four point win
2: Yeah um, that one was a, a very tight uh, affair actually like with Offaly going Offaly were up three I think with sixty minutes gone so you know they nearly I'm sure they nearly thought they were safe at that stage but Rebecca is you know she's an absolutely brilliant athlete and um, Know, she was superb in our, our Munster Championship against them two weeks ago in, in ladies football. And, um, yeah, she's, you know, she's a real leader as well. She puts her hand up when the, the chips are down. And, like, Neve Mulcahy, I think she got 11 points as well, which is phenomenal. Like, you know, she's so consistent every day. Um, but, yeah, like, that's brilliant for, for Limerick because, realistically, I suppose, um, I think that game will probably decide who, who comes out to a, a quarter-final spot, mm. at least, anyway in that group like you know they've got Kilkenny they've got Galway they're both they're both going to be very tough games but like they they probably both be be looking to to beat Wexford like so I think that could be you know something brilliant for, for Limerick to kind of start their championship off with definitely
0: Then we move on to group two um, All-Ireland champions Cork defeated your Clare there was just four points between the sides at half time Carol? Yeah
2: it was actually close now it was Like, you know, I I think our team definitely uh, really upped the ante and, you know, we were really up on top of them and putting their forwards under pressure and things. And especially around the middle, they couldn't deliver the perfect ball into their forwards like they usually can. But um, their fitness is is superb and, like, they were so composed. They never panicked at any stage. And, like, you know, Gemma O'Connor was just, like, the quarterback and she picks out. You know, her passes and her delivery sets up such good attacks for the forwards. And then with the level of fitness they have, you know, we kind of fell away, whereas they had runners after runners coming through the middle. Like, you know, Amy O'Connor and, and Katrina Mackey were, were really, really dangerous in attack as well. They, between them actually scoring and, you know, their assists up front, the, the two of them were, were a lot to, to handle. And look, I suppose there's positives for, for Claire to take out of it, but, um, but it's just finishing out the games like and that that is an issue that we have a lot of the time, but um, you know, Cork they kinda of do that a lot with teams where, you know, they might teams might be close to forty minutes and then they just that's when they up the ante and and even at that like I still think they probably had a few more gears too, but um yeah, look they they really showed their class yesterday anyway.
0: Sully Dublin defeated Meath in what um, I'm gonna call it uh, a clash of two former Longford Hurling managers, Frank Brown and Ray Gavin, had to get it in. Uh, Dublin came away with the win, but I suppose Ray will be happy with how Mead performed.
1: Yeah, I think uh, in the interviews leading up to the game, a lot of the Meade players were talking about getting the performance, getting the performance, because they really underperformed in Division 2 of the league. Um, and I suppose they can be happy enough they got that, you know, um, whether the result is any consequence really in the rest of the championship is hard to know we have greyhounds at home my old lad law always tell you uh, sick bad dogs will give you a good rest you know yeah. um, and I think that's what happened yesterday I think that's as good as it's going to get for both of those teams really you know, there was some really good individual performances uh, I think Sinead Wilde did eight points for Dublin um, and Jane Dolan of course the old liable from Meade uh, scored heavily for them as well but Look, I, don't, I think we discussed it here a couple of weeks ago I can't really see either those two teams having a major impact on, uh, on deciding who gets to, the, gets to the knockout stages really,
2: you know
0: Unfortunately uh, the Tipperary and Waterford game had to be abandoned Waterford were leading by four points in that and uh, Nicole Walsh received a serious injury and we at Sports Girls wish there were a speedy recovery Carol, you know as a player it must be one of those things that you fear when one of your teammates or even yourself goes down and an ambulance having to come on a game abandoned
2: yeah definitely like even like it was after our game and we were looking up the other results and you know like everybody on our team was nearly as anxious of who is this is is everyone is everyone okay like you Mm. know and you wouldn't wish it on anybody and definitely you know like it's it's been great to see all the messages for Nicole like you know she's a brilliant a brilliant player and like you never want anybody to to have injuries like that or anything but um yeah, definitely. I think it shook it shook people up anyway. Like you know when they read that, and um, you know you never want to be you never want to be anything like that. But um, yeah, it's it's uh, it was interesting to see how the match was going up up until that. I suppose a lot of first kind of has in the edge uh, there in the second half. And um, you know they're a very physical team as well. Like they're very fit, they're very fit, and and they're kind of young and, and things like that. So you'd see like when they do get up I when they would get on top I, I don't know would they be pushed off that much but uh, sure they'll have another go at it again anyway
0: yeah exactly yeah, had a
2: very
1: young team out just talking to Donald during the week and kind of got friendly with him over the over the course of the Ashburn stuff from dealing with their players and they were really up for that game like he was saying look just don't read into the result in Munster they started a lot of young players they've been kind of there they're both in the Munster minor championship there they won it this year I St. Angeles have a lot of players coming through um and look, I spoke to caught the van as well, you're dead right what you said there, The Carl. Like we had a lot of our UL players involved there and I was checking the scores and geez your stomach could be dropped. Yeah, like you'd be hoping it wouldn't be one of them draw you know, but uh she said it was a very strange feeling in the ground when the when the incident happened and I suppose Watford would have felt that they were flying and would probably want the game to go on, but in fairness to Donald, he said at that stage you kinda the result of the match became inconsequential really, like they just wanted to make sure everyone I suppose like we all do that the thirty players leave the field um the same way they went in, you know. But looking, it was a really interesting indicator that Watford had been going so well and they really fancy their chances of coming out of that group in second place if they can keep up those performances.
0: Yeah, we'll just go through um, the results in the intermediate. In group one, Kilkenny beat Cork by two points. Galway had a good win over Antrim and Westmead beat Kildare by 3 with Pamela Greville on last week as our guest. In group two, Carlo defeated Wexford by two goals. Leach beat Derry, Wild Tipperary and down Drew. Carol, for you, what have we learned from the first weekend of the championship?
2: Um, I suppose uh, there was a few surprises. Like, to be honest, I I, I think the, Offaly you nearly feel for them a bit because I suppose I expected Limerick based on their kind of early lead form to probably um, be a good bit ahead of Offaly at this stage, but um, you know I, I suppose like Offaly are, are definitely thereabouts, but I don't know will they will they put it up to the tougher teams in that group of Galway and Kenny. Um, I suppose as well meet were a lot closer to Dublin than people probably would have expected as well, and yeah. you know they were kind of there throughout the game. So, yeah, it's probably those two were a lot closer than than I would have would have thought anyway.
0: For yourself, Sully?
1: Yeah, just on the Offaly Limerick game there, like it was really interesting. Offaly had only nineteen players tagged for that game; they were absolutely riddled with injuries, and they're picking from a small pool of players. Um, and like Haddis just was well, there three kidney guys over him, and I was nature of Kilkenny, uh, GA people, they just never believe that they're not going to win mm-hmm. or that they, that's, or that so they don't have a chance on any given day. Uh, probably highlighted a very crazy Komogi rule, I suppose, loads of crazy Komogi rules, but often his main forward in the league was a girl called Becky Bryant, she's only 17. She got sent off in a minor championship match and got a three-game suspension for it. Um, which apparently is, is the minimum suspension that you can get for a red card in Camogie. Oh, sh- but he's pretty much missed the whole senior championship. I think that's a bananas rule. You've cleared the a can get in two games for putting his hands yeah. into another player's mode. I just couldn't believe that, that the bare minimum suspension in Komogi tricky games, Like You're pretty much ruling the player over the whole championship, um, which is crazy. But, but another interesting point out of that Offaly game is that Mairead Teehan made her debut for Offaly. Um, and she would have actually played championship for Tipperary before. So there isn't too many players who've played uh, senior championship only with two different counties, I'd say. they probably count them on one hand, but look, Limerick will be delighted that win. You talked about Rebecca De Lee there earlier, Carl. Like, when I saw the highlight of that game, Neil Valkaie has the ball over the left wing and De Lee is tearing down the middle. You wouldn't want any other two players in the country, probably, on the ball at that time. And she followed up with another point. For me, she's in the top five players in the country at the moment, Rebecca De Lee. She's incredible in the Ashburn. She's just a top, top player. Um, I spoke to Mick Wall after that game, the Offaly manager. He said he was very proud of, of their efforts considering how, how many players they were missing. But he commented on Limerick's experience that they never gave up. Um, I think that's something they've been working really hard on as well. So, yeah, that, that turned out to be nearly the game of the weekend and uh, it was an absolute cracker. So there's a lot to, lot to take from that.
0: Slowly the streaming. Um, I got to watch, I had a game to cover earlier on, but I got to watch um, some of it how do you think it's gonna go? You know, will more people be interested in it? I know people abroad more so, but are people gonna kinda of stay at home instead of maybe going to a match? Will we see that?
1: Um, yeah, look I suppose it's always the catch twenty two when you're trying to mm. promote these things, isn't it? It's like the same with the Joe McDonough games, I suppose. Um, look it's better to have them out there and for people to watch them. Um like this quality of the stream was decent enough in fairness for the match. I don't know, are they missing the trick maybe like it's suppose, like I have a fifteen year old nephew and he's absolutely sports mad and the guy's never heard of Facebook, you so, uh, know? I think they're pitching it at a different generation, so maybe they could have yes. it on Instagram as well or Instagram Live or something. It maybe might be a step going forward, but it has to be a positive. Any coverage of the game is a positive. I don't think it's gonna keep people away from the game, but maybe they just might need to expand the uh expand the platforms that it's gotten So like I was, I was supposed to try to follow the results of the games coming home. and I know Poddy Murray was retweeting there. Someone was slating Cork Camogie. There wasn't a single mention of the Cork game on the Cork Camogie Twitter page. Uh, Offaly had no mention of their game. Uh, the tip, uh, Camogie stopped tweeting after 10 minutes of the second half, so long before the injury. Uh, there was loads that didn't. Awfully didn't even have the result of their game up on their Twitter. Like I know the Camogie Association give out about media coverage and everything like that, but Jesus
0: if like your own county, county doesn't do it. T-
1: individual t- houses in order before they start pointing the finger at anyone else because it was a joke they really. First round of the senior championship and you had to go hunting for results like you couldn't even find them you know, in the most basic of places. It was a bit of a joke, really, you know.
0: Yeah, Carol, because Sully actually put out um, that tweet and it was something I was going to bring up. Um, as he said, you know, the kind of camogie say about the media coverage, but if your own county and your own organisation... You know, it's not going to help promote the game. It's very hard for the media to, to catch on to it.
2: Yeah, definitely. Even like, you know, I, I read a tweet I and mean, I was I was looking up the results yesterday of um people who went to went to the Camogie pitch in Cork thinking the game was on there. But like Jeez. you know, it was it wasn't even publicized like about the, about the venue and things and like in fairness, um, I, I think our PRO breed match is, yeah. you know, a shining light in a lot yeah, of Yeah, she is. She's like, brilliant, yeah. You know, she's brilliant, whether it's Clare Miners, Clare Juniors, Clare Seniors, whatever it is, she's there, she's on the sideline, and, you know, she could be, she'd make sandwiches before the match, she'd write subs, clips, and she still manages to tweet every score that happens, and she'll say who scored it and what score is constantly in the time, like, you know, so that people who can't go to the matches you know, can actually stay with it as well and stay interested, mm-hmm. but definitely, you know, it is something that, like, if you don't have enough respect in your own county board to say, right, we need to actually set this up that people are going to be able to, to find out the final score and find out, the score or, like, you know, throughout the game how it's going, like, if you can't see that there's that interest there and the need for it, you know, where are you going, I suppose, like, I in, it is, mm-hmm. it's ridiculous, like, but, um,
1: you are right, Doctor. Yeah. I actually had written down Claire was the best one. They had the team out. They had all the updates. They had different bits. Like it was by far and away the best one um, of the weekend. Like in fairness, that I do all kind of breed as well. I've met her over the years as uh, well. She's she's fairly on the ball. I can see.
2: Yeah, and even like I know she was Monster um, PRO as well, and like you can see the difference for Monster Gate or for Monster Championship as well. Mm-hmm. Um, that she'd be active on their Twitter the whole time, and like even. But- if you compare across to like, you know, if you look at like the Mayo ladies football before any championship match, they put out like a video of, um, like their team and you know I've seen a few different counties doing it now it's mostly probably ladies football where mm. they name the team and introduce them and yeah. like you know it's just another level like
0: I think for championship yeah, to, to ladies especially ladies Sorry, I just think for championship especially you know whatever about the league and it, it is hard and sometimes there are in grounds that you might be able to get to a lot of club grounds whereas when championship there's a different buzz there's a different vibe you know you've known the fixtures for a while something should be done about it
1: yeah, like in fairness to Limerick is well, I suppose uh, the sporting Limerick page had a few yeah. clips of the game up you could watch the last couple of minutes. But so in this day and age with so much technology available to everybody, like it shouldn't be that hard to get a few clips of the game. You know, most counties will be videoing the game for their own analysis anyway. It should be quite easy to put them up. But like I suppose like I would definitely have gone to a game this weekend but like there was eleven games on and nine of them were on at five o'clock and we had a game yeah. at three o'clock, so straight away it ruled out going to any game. Like you know, did they have to play all the games at the same time on a Saturday? And so you know, I just I just thought it was a very very poor way to start the championship. You know, I just it started with a whimper really from a promotional point of
0: view. Yeah, be- think, and, because and, and when uh, you bang, look at you know? yeah when you look at uh, the ladies' games and when you look at the men's games and the hurling, you know it, it's it's staggered. The times are staggered, and as as you said about the game, I had a match up in ski and I knew that you know I was just kind of looking at. At the Galway game, and I said, No way, you know, just too much of a rush. If there was extra time in my game or whatever, I, I wouldn't get to there, but I'd love to have went to a game. And as you said, having them at the same time. And I'm sure, Carol, you would have liked if there was a game nearby, you know, that if you weren't playing at time, going off and going to it, or even sitting down and watching the Galway game being streamed.
2: Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, definitely, especially when they're streaming, like, definitely everybody would, would tune in, like, as in, because. Realistically, it's a, it's the same pool of people. Like I mean, it's the same people who'd be watching the live stream, but like that are going to be going to different matches as well. Like you know, so um, it is hard when when like really you're pulling from the same crowd of people going in all directions. Um, definitely, it's it's a, a difficult one. But uh, like Adrian said, there, I actually thought it was great about putting up some of the clips of the game, um, like that Limerick one with with Neve and, and Rebecca, like. You know, that's the way that you show the skill of the game and show it's like, you know, the players and the highlight the good parts of of the game, like you know, and um, you know I'm sure It brought the is, delete.
1: It brought the delete fist pump to the public as well. She'd be, well yeah, yeah. be well known. for that.
2: <laughs> yeah, but no, like I mean, I think that is that's the way forward. Like you know, and um, definitely you want to see. Like I know they'll have the the highlights from the streams game are up as well, but definitely the, the clips like they just make such a difference like of actually showing people the game like
0: and it's actually great to promote the, the next the game weekend. Sorry, and it's actually great to be able to promote the next game because I know that in the League of Ireland, I know we're on a completely different sport, um, clubs decided because they weren't getting much coverage, especially the first division clubs, to actually go about and cover their own games. Like Longford Town, we cover every 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 game, home and away, is videoed and highlights are put up as soon as. And, you know, if I'm working, I couldn't get to fight to cover another match and couldn't get to the Town match. And if someone scored a great goal, you know, it's able to get up there. And I know goals have gone viral and she at remember the Ashley Maloney goal uh, against Cork yes. like that just went viral thanks to Jerome Quinn just being at the game so if you do those little bits of clips and as you say it about social media it is huge when you come to any kind of sport just getting one clip out it's amazing how one clip so many views can just make a thing just go viral
2: yeah, yeah massive, like, sure. we, we played a match today and I was on the bus on the way home and I was able to watch the penalty that was taken in the game, like, on, my, on Twitter. You know what I mean? Like, our, I don't know, the Clear Lady Football PRO as well, was obviously videoing, like, taking short videos during the game and, like, you know, just makes such a difference, like, to be able to see those things.
0: Sully, you mentioned about Galway been flat, and as you said, you know mm-hmm. they haven't had a provincial championship like Kenny had uh, coming into their game. I'm sure for Cotton it's a big thing of trying to bounce back. They have Offaly next in their game. No disrespect to Offaly, but you're hoping then that Galway can kind of get the performance. They've got one game under their belt now, and get the performance against Offaly.
1: Yeah, like I suppose they won't be taking Offaly for granted. And I said I spoke to Kyle Cot- there uh, this morning, and. He's not the kind of guy who takes anyone for granted. It's very difficult, I suppose. They've been going very well. Um, like, they beat Limerick comfortably in the league semi final, beat Kilkenny probably more comfortably than the scoreline suggests in Croke Park in the league final as well. I uh, look, I've experienced it a couple of times this year with teams. And, like, I suppose myself and Sean Oak spoke on the Super Aids podcast about Limerick needing a kick in the arse that they got <laughs> against Cork in the Hurling. I think this could be the, the wake up call that Galway needed. Every time you're going well with a team, you do need that little bit of a wake up call to just kind of get the buzz back into training, get the fire back into team. Um, and I would fear for Offaly next Saturday because a wounded Galway is a daunting prospect um, to welcome to, to welcome. It's actually on in now, which is interesting. I think it's the 50th anniversary of the Lusma Kamogi Club. So I think Offaly are kind of trying to bring Ooh. them down to bandit country and sort <laughs> wagons and make it difficult for them. But, um, yeah, you'd expect a serious backlash there from Galway. I'm going to speak for it because it was my one prediction I got wrong for the weekend, and Cotter will you kill me now putting the pressure on them. But I still think they're going to win there, Ireland. I'll be straight up with you. But that'll be, uh Telson and Tom are going to that game, I think, on Saturday to bring uh, bring a few video clips from it and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I fear for Offaly in that game, especially when they're such a small panel. They'd have to turn it around again and try and go again. Like the emotional dip of, I suppose, having it in the bag against Limerick and and, and losing it is very very difficult for McWade to get his team up for that again on Saturday. You know,
0: Carol, you've seen Cork in in action. Um, are they still? Obviously, the All Ireland champions are. St- they still the team to beat. I know you've only we've only had one game, so you can't really see much from that or take much from that. Obviously, there's no Ashleen Thompson with them as well. Yeah, um,
2: to be honest. Uh, Cork have such depth on their panel you know every time they bring on a sub there's no there's no difference really at this stage you know I know they have some standout players like Gemma O'Connor and a few but like you know they don't weaken their team whatsoever when they bring on a when they bring on a sub like they brought on Linda Collins who got I think she got player of the match in the Munster final you know like a couple of weeks ago and um, you know she was a sub to come on for them like you know that's the kind of standards that they have and and yeah, definitely I think I I I don't know, will will any of the other teams in our group be near them? I think really, um I suppose most people are kind of saying that we nearly have another group within a group here of oh. the non Cork teams and that everyone is kinda of battling it out for for probably second and third.
0: Yeah, that's it. Um it's unusual Sully to see Cork without Ashley Thompson. <laughs>
1: Are you sure we can comment on that though, no, Dee, to be fair? Um, I suppose that her uh, problems have been aired in public, I suppose. It's not really for us to discuss, really. The off-field going on, I suppose it's kind of sticking out that uh, she probably wouldn't be part of Pawdy's panel this year. We'd actually mentioned it in one of the previous podcasts as to whether uh, Pawdy would be managing that situation himself. And I think, by all accounts, that's what has happened. Uh, she's a big, big loss to Cork the physicality she brings to the game the athleticism just that bit of fire and determination you can always rely on her to pull a game out of the bag when things are going against her you know, she's never shirked the challenge so she's a massive loss but we spoke earlier in the time as well about uh, about a girl called Laura Hayes and we were wondering whether Paddy would play her in Championship or not and he slapped her straight in midfield yesterday and she's flying she's only doing her leaving third. And, like, they just keep producing these players. Like, um, they've been very strong and minor for the last couple of years. And it's interesting, Pawdy is in the papers this week saying that he reckoned they were ranked third out of the three uh, big guns. Um, and in 2015, he was all talked that Upton Kinney were odds on favourites to win their Ireland of this, and Cork won it. So, look, don't be fooled one bit by party They're an out and out championship team, and they'll be there, thereabouts, again, in the shape of course
0: of it. He must be listening to you on these podcasts. Uh, Sully, so you said you were oh, talking. No. To, you were talking to a few managers over the weekend on their games. Yeah. Um, Westmead, obviously, because we don't have a Camogie team. I kind of have taken a bit of an interest in Westmead. Obviously, I still have Claire with with Carol. <laughs> but they're a very young team. Got the win up in Kildare, but a bit of an imbalance with um, free counts. Johnny
1: was saying was that uh, he was worried about the game because there's so many young players um, coming in. Um, so they had a load of championship debut yesterday. Neve Horn, Sean McRae, the Um and like Johnny has a serious record uh, of uh, of winning at all different sorts of levels across club and county. So um, obviously he's on the management team with ourselves in Westmead. So they would be kind of be keeping a close eye on them as well. But yeah, they went to beat Kildare yesterday. Kildare had been going uh, had been going pretty well by all accounts in challenge matches and stuff like that. They'd got their act together. After a couple of poor years, but, uh, um, yeah, uh, Westmead scored 2-14, uh, 2-10 from play. Uh, I think Kildare scored, uh-huh. uh, 3-8, and only three of their scores are from play. So I kind of was looking at that going, geez, there seems to be a bit of an imbalance there, but look, nothing that surprised me in Camogie, like.
0: People were talking about just the hurling, um, about officiating and, you know, how a lot of the referees actually in the hurling have come in for a, a bit of stick. It's consistency, isn't it, Carol?
2: Yeah, definitely. Look, I suppose it's just frustrating for people when it's not consistent across from game to game. Like you don't know what you're getting each week, and definitely like that changes. Like there was a first in our game yesterday of the match was stopped. I think five times uh, with the referee making girls take off earrings, which I hadn't. I hadn't come across in um, and one of those was a goalie. You know, so. Um, girls from both sides were made to. We waited. The game was stopped while, on five different occasions, when girls were made to go off and, and to, to remove earrings and come back on again. Um, the car, like
1: the, Last year, your game against Limerick in Six Mile Bridge, I swore leaving that game that I wasn't going to go to that Camogie game again for the rest of the year. It was absolutely atrocious the referee. Yeah, and it was just like, yeah. oh, it's just shocking. Like, "Ah, oh, yeah, don't get yeah, it started. It's, like, <laughs> it's
2: just terrible. Does, does, um, both teams come away you know, feeling hard with, done boys. with yeah, the referee yeah. <laughs> and that game against Nimrick was definitely an example of that anyway last year
1: yeah there's actually there was a motion in from uh, College X this year to the CCO uh, specifically because of a roast and they got uh, in a championship game this year in the Ashburn uh, it's just the same guy who was refereeing over the weekend and was absolutely terrible as well it's just yeah look I really feel sorry for the players it, it's it comes down a little bit to the rules, I suppose, maybe maybe we should see from the referee's point of view as well, are they being a little bit ham- hamstrung by the rules, that it's just there's so little contact kind of allowed for in the game at all.
0: Is common sense um, going out of the game, though.
1: Yeah, big time, you know, it was very frustrating watching even the, the 20 minutes I saw on the stream yesterday, they were so stop back, but it seems to me that if there's even a clash of orlies, that referees are blowing the whistle straight away, Again, are you, you wondering if there's something behind it? Because in the Ashburn games, they tend to let a little bit more go. And I'm wondering, is it because there's assessors in the crowd for these yeah. you know, for these championship games and they they want to make sure that they're in line to get the big games in Croker and on television at the end of the year and they're towing the line with regards to rules and maybe they tend to let it go a little bit more, I suppose, off the beaten track in the Ashburn um, than they do in the championship, but... Like just, there has to be complete overhaul of the rules, and there's a committee set up, and I really yeah. don't think it's going to do anything because they're not engaging properly with the WGK. They're not engaging properly with the players on the ground, from what I can see. We discussed there a few weeks ago, I was at the CCO AGM, and the representative of the Camogie Association was coming out with all sorts saying, oh, you know, players don't want contact, the players don't want to wear shorts instead of skirts. And I was just there looking at her going, she's clearly never spoken to any of the 35 players on the UL squad anyway, because. That would not be the result you get from a survey with them. They're completely disconnected from the reality of what's wanted by the players. And look, unfortunately, it's not going to change anytime soon. But all you can do is just keep mentioning it on platforms like this and keep beating the drum for the players because they deserve better. I was going to say
0: that, Sonny, it's not us bashing referees because to err is human, as they all say, and it is tough to be a referee. But I find in an awful lot of situations, if you criticise a referee, people come at you. But I'm thinking, there's players, like, you know, one bad decision, as you said, you know, with the camogie rules, uh, with the player, you know, the three-match man for a red card. At the end of the day, it's the players and managers who I feel sorry for, because some of the decisions, you're there going, what? You know, Carol, for yourself as a player, how is it? Yeah, definitely, yeah. Like, you know, it is it is frustrating because I
2: suppose... Um, Years ago, we we lost to Dublin in the first round of the championship, and like I, there was again a lot of frustration with the referee. And you know, I think it was maybe a one or two point loss, and that ended up costing us getting out of the group in in the mm-hmm. end. Like you know, I'd say it was further down the line when we were you know going sitting at home like all the end of July and August. when we felt that we should have been in a in a knockout stage you know, that's when it really shows you the effects that those decisions have, like, and, like, yeah, it is, It is like, I suppose, like you said, the review committee, I don't know if that is anything going to come from it, because, you know, I don't know how open they are to change and how, you know, like, realistically, I don't, I don't know if they acknowledge the player input and if they actually understand the, the difference of watching the game and playing the game, you know. Yeah.
0: That is a huge I, thing, isn't it? Sully though with referees I know a friend of mine um, is a referee he's played the game he realises that you know in slippy conditions sometimes a tackle can go you know you have to know yourself you know and as I said common sense
1: yeah but like I suppose that we played Claire in a challenge this year before Chris was there and Carol was playing and Neve Hannafee was playing for us and I don't know if you've ever seen Carrie playing No D, but she wouldn't be shy of uh, of, uh, a of. She's
0: temporary. a wallflower. <laughs> she is.
1: <laughs> Hannity's about six foot one and able to move as well, and did a right battle. And so you know what? It was class to watch. And you know, that's what people want to see. Like nobody wants to go out and see a free taking contest. And, yes. You know, fifty frees in a game. like the skill level, the athleticism, the the S and C level. They've never been higher. And like, if you want to really put a put a, a fine point on it. The association are actually holding back the game because the players have moved on to a different level and the game hasn't moved with them. That's the reality of it. Um, and look, something has to be done. And says maybe we're being a bit harsh in the referees because they have to implement the rule book to a certain extent as well. And um, but yeah, the association there is absolutely no doubt that they're holding back the game. And look, hopefully something will change. But unfortunately, it's probably not going to happen anything soon,
2: so.
0: We have a new. A feature now on uh, Sports Girls. We're going to have player of the week. Listen, you know, myself and Carol will stay out of this. We let, we let, let um, Mr. O'Sullivan be the one uh, who decides.
1: Jeez, the pressure. i uh, it's a <laughs> right, well, there was, there was a few performances, right? Was, look, obviously you haven't seen any of the games because they were all on at the same time, as I said, but just from talking to the managers and a few different people involved, I suppose, there was probably four or five really big performances. Uh, we mentioned Denise Gall there, again, another big physical player. Um, her value to Kilkenny when she's more than well is just um, hard to put a value on. She's just a great distributor of the ball, strong, serious length uh, serious in her deliveries, uh, she had three points on on Saturday, so she's one of the first ones to to go into the mix. So Carrie Dolan hit nine points for Galway. Um, good few frees, no, but like we said, with the way the game is gone, an accurate free taker is half the battle as well. Um, so she finished with nine points, which is a great start to the season. Um, in the Limerick game, uh, Rebecca Daly hit two one from wing back, uh, which is phenomenal. Uh, phenomenal effort, as I said rate her very highly uh, she's in the top few players in the country at the moment and even with hit had 11 points in the same game and the Tip Watford game uh, Orlo Dwyer hit 4 points from play um, and I think uh, she'd be a massive loss to Tipperary uh, if she stays in the Aussie rules longer than the, than the one season contract she got I uh, bet Carton hit 8 points in the same game um, uh, 4 from play as well and bet uh, a top top class player I suppose the context of it the fact that uh, Limerick pulled it out of the fire in injury time and De Lee hit 1-1 for 2-1 in injury time, I think the player of the week for the first round of the champs would be Rebecca De Lee in my eyes.
0: Well done, Rebecca. Nothing from the fact that you're from Limerick, now.
1: No, and you know what? (laughs) Any Komogi championship I've ever won to me has been playing, so I think uh, I can... uh, Well,
0: actually, the funny thing about it was, (laughs) I was going to say, I wonder what it'd be, because, um, you know, reading reports from the game, and as you said... Getting those scores at crucial times—it's not all what, what, what it's about, Carol. Really, you know, you have to have a player that can do it, even if it's a goalkeeper down the other end. Because I watch and um, the me goalkeeper Monica McGork, and I tell you, even though they've great players, having McGork, you know, in goals is, you know, something that really brings them on. And um, so, if a player can just turn a game for you, that's what you need. Yeah, no,
2: definitely. Look, I'm I'm at the other side of the the river and I 100% agree Rebecca's totally deserving of it she's a brilliant athlete you know and uh, especially to, to pull the, the game back like that but um, yeah definitely look you're always looking for for leaders and like you know every county like you can nearly you know when you look at any county you kind of have always the two or three and definitely like it's kind of you know Rebecca Niamh Mulcahy, Sarah Carey all those Queen Cross and numerous, like you know and um Definitely Is Chloe Morey
1: out for you at the moment, Carol, or
2: what's her story? Um, oh, she's put me on the spot now. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, no, no, she's back. She's back. She's back. Um, you know, she, okay. she had struggled with injury, um, throughout the league. Um, she had Achilles uh injury, and she got back. She played Munster Championship against Cork, and. And then she kinda of picked up an eagle then again, but no, she's she's back to to full health again now. Yeah,
1: if, if you're talking clutch players like they don't get much uh, don't get much better than Chloe as well, and I suppose Claire is you you look at the results yesterday that you had it take into account as Neva D obviously he played the football today. Um and, and Chloe Morey as well and was in that game in six mile bridge last year, Nebo D would have been one of the main players against Limerick. You know, I haven't seen that much of Claire over the last couple of years, but uh, yeah. it's very hard it's very hard for a team to operate without two I suppose key key players like that as well you know?
2: Yeah, I suppose the the team was very different probably even just a last year's squad. Um mm-hmm. a lot of the older girls probably weren't playing for us. Um, is is only playing football now so she's a huge mm-hmm. loss to the to the commodity setup and yeah. um yeah, uh it's it's tough, you know, she's a real target woman and you know, she's so good to win her own ball and, and she can finish as well, which is you know, it's so crucial, like, but um, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I suppose football, you know, we're looking at, at a big year, so um she's only playing that and definitely it is, it is Kamogi's loss.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, how are you actually uh, after the weekend? I'm grand, yeah.
2: a bit, a bit demoralised now after, you know, we were, we were close to at half time and, and we ended up losing like, 13 points and, you know, again, Ashley Maloney just kind of, let loose there in the in the second half and um, yeah they they had a really good team performance like, you know, they had a lot of good players all over the field and playing all their subs, like they each stuff they got on you know, just adding new new energy to the field like, you know, but look, um, you know, we go again and uh, we start we start again and build for the All Ireland Championship.
0: That's it. Um, just looking at next weekend, um, in the senior Wexford play Kilkenny, um and it's awfully in Galway. In group two, Cork to on You are away to Meath Clare um, Carol. And Waterford play Dublin. Um I'll start I'll give you group one, Carol, you know, and I'll get Sully to do uh, group two. Um, I suppose you're looking at Kilkenny Galway to get wins.
2: Yeah, definitely. I think um I think Wexford probably haven't gotten themselves the right yet uh, you know after. Coming back after a bit the of disorganisation there in the in the league I think um Kilkenny and Galway, you know, I, I don't see see any of the others. I suppose Limerick will probably give give a game to the to the other to Galway and Kilkenny, but I do think the two of them will come out really. I think this weekend will the battle for number one and I think Galway now will will have the right setting number two firmly, like the
0: Group 2, Cork and Tip, Meath and Clare, and Waterford in Dublin.
2: Yeah, um, I
1: suppose Tipperary, um, although the game wasn't finished on Saturday, will probably have got a bit of a wake up call there and they'll expect to be better the next time out. Cork they're seriously motoring. They don't lose too often down there either, so I'm going to take the easy action here and go with Cork. Um, the Meath Clare game. I suppose before last weekend, I definitely thought that Clare would have been a good bit further on their development than need. Um I suppose it'd be interesting to see how Jar picks up Clare girls now and just kind of refocus. We've been involved with Limerick for a long time, we took some heavy beatings at different times as well, and it can be very difficult to get a young group back up and running as well um, in such a short space of time. But I would think that even in a way of fixture, that they should be uh, they should be more than good enough to take needs. Um, Watford, Dublin really I think again Watford um, I would rate them at a, a good bit higher than Dublin mm. at the moment that game is on in Walsh Park as well um, and I know Watford haven't played too many games in that county ground over the years so they'll relish the opportunity to go in there and, and I suppose uh, show the Watford county board that they should be in there more often and uh, look that Carton did 8 points she was all-star corner forward last year like, I, I genuinely think she's a once in a generation player. Like, I've never seen anything like her. Um, and a player like that, Dublin don't have anything like that. So they'd have to try and cancel that out before they go anywhere. And it's Nancy Walter there. I agree with Carl as well. I think Kikini and, and Galway are nailed on for the two games. I suppose Limerick, really, as we said there a couple of weeks ago, they're the only county uh, in the senior championship apart from me, that haven't made a quarter final in the last 10 years. Um, and now they have a home game against Wexford the week after next which if they win guarantees them a quarter-final spot, they'll have never had a better chance. So I suppose they'll be looking on. Uh, I'm sure they'll be down at Wexford watching them next weekend as well and uh, and preparing accordingly. they have a huge opportunity there to drive on, you know.
0: We'll move on to the intermediate Group 1, Dublin second, Kilkenny. Kildare versus Cork and Westmead play Galway, Sully.
1: Yeah, um, that's a decent Kilkenny team. I think I mentioned on this before, mm. I was involved with them in 2016. Uh, when they won the intermediate and they have a lot of those players back now you have to sit out for two years when you win the intermediate um, they have Katie Nolan in the centre four she's brilliant she was scoring well again at the weekend um, they had a good win um, you'd fancy them Dublin second team uh, don't tend to be too strong um, so you'd fancy them there uh, Cork as well Cork are always strong again, they just have so many players coming through every year they're there thereabouts in the minors and I know they won the Intermediate last year, but they're just able to put out a new team again and compete again. It's it's phenomenal, you know. Um, I think Westmead are playing Galway as well. Um, and that's going to be a test for Westmead. We've been talking about them a lot in the podcast because obviously we all know Johnny and the character that he is and, and the work that he's doing there. And they're such a young team. Um, and like Galway had a great win against Antrim last weekend. Again, they're just producing so many players mm. that their second team is so, so strong. Um uh, so that would be a real test for them as well, so it would be really interesting to see how that game goes, and I think that will actually tell a lot towards how the Intermediate Championship is going to play out uh, over the coming months as well, that game.
0: Yeah, Carol, looking on a group two, um, this is actually a, a good good spread in this group, Down versus Leash, Wexford against Tip, and Carlo will take on Derry. Yeah, I
2: suppose Tip's second team, um team, goes great farm in the in the league, and I suppose they're probably um like you know down obviously in the, the All Ireland final last year. And, you yeah. know they've got some great players as well. So I think uh, Tipperary would definitely be looking at getting a, a result um this weekend. Anyway, like you know coming up against like the second team. Um, I think Down and Leash will be an interesting one. Like you know they're both be both be um running for that one. Uh, I suppose down probably like, you know, they have panel you know, the panelists absolutely brilliant and you know, I think they, they were unlucky as well in, in some of their fixtures so far in the in the league and things. But um yeah, it's it's like, you know, again like the the thing is with the intermediate it, it's really so many people miss out on it, like, you know, because of you know, it's not really covered in um A lot of it, like I say, a lot of the senior teams and a lot of senior players don't even know that the groups that are, like what teams are in the intermediate level or or when they're playing and things, like, you know, so it is a pity that it's not prophesied a bit more.
0: Well, we'll make sure to... uh to, to promote it and give yeah. it as much uh, as much coverage as we can. Listen, thank you, Carol and Sully, for the chat, and we look forward to chatting to you again. So, from this week's Sports Girls podcast, Sloane